pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, we'll try and uh, track down Mitch Sherman of The Athletic here momentarily. And so we'll ask him, we'll pepper him with Nebraska football-related questions. Maybe some QT questions as well. I saw Mitch on Twitter yesterday defending... Um, so, so, this is a classic Mitch Sherman Twitter interaction. For whatever reason, Mitch gets all the crap on Twitter. Um, so He's our Scott Docterman. He, he, well, I mean, I guess he is, yeah. So, you know, Bill Belichick, you know, Bill, Bill Belichick, the coach of the New England Patriots who now doesn't have a job and nobody wants to hire him. He's coming to town to do the coaches clinic this year. Nebraska put out a big release. Everybody was excited about it yesterday. Mitch commented on it, a very normal comment, and said, A-list guest speaker Matt Rule and Bill Belichick have a strong relationship, as you can see. Now, Josh, do you see anything wrong with that? Was there anything factually inaccurate? No, seems perfectly innocuous. I can't imagine why someone on the internet would be triggered by that. Here's Robert, who responds to Mitch. Really? What proof do you have of this besides this event? Mitch responds, bold. Well, um, there's Matt Rule talking about their relationship. There's Bill Belichick recommending Matt Rule to Ted Carter for the Nebraska job. And there's the Panthers and the Patriots holding joint practice sessions when both coaches were active in the NFL. That's not the, I'm sure that's not the only examples of them being friends, but those are just a couple. So Mitch had to defend that yesterday, which I don't think he probably expected to defend, but he had to nonetheless. And then I replied, okay, beyond that, what proof do you have? Have you, do you have a picture of them high-fiving? That's what friends do, right? Do you have a picture of them at dinner together? I didn't think so. Where's the proof, bub? Um, gosh, I was gonna get to one more thing here. Maybe that's Mitch calling back. All right, so we'll we'll, maybe we'll have him defend that again um, here in just a couple minutes. Um, But we'll get Mitch's thoughts on the uh, on the QT and the schedule and things of that nature. As Mitch Sherman joins us now. From the 42 Degrees of the Source Hotline, Mitch, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. Sorry to be um, running a little late on you guys. That's fine. Um, How do you know? Where's your proof that Bill Belichick and Matt Rule are friends? (laughs) I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't Uh, either. It's not, by the way. It's it's not. No, no, it became a thing. It, It turned into a thing. Really? There was well, there was more? There like people were continuing to argue with you after you made oh, the points? No, it was really just the one guy who wanted to be a skeptic about but but his the responses made made it made it a, a thing. At least on my timeline yesterday and, and Amazing. That's Sorry. fine. Well, as I as I laid out on 
Twitter yesterday. If you if people have not been following along, I was I was I was questioned about the comment I made <laughs> after the announcement from Nebraska that Bill Belichick would be the guest speaker at the Spring Clinic. I was questioned about my comment that Belichick and Rule have a good or maybe he said strong relationship. Yes. How do you know this? Uh, where's the proof? So uh, I, I said what I knew, and, and that is that they held joint practices together when Rule was coach of the Panthers, and Belichick, of course, was coaching the Patriots. Rule has talked about his relationship with Bill Belichick, and, and, and then, of course, Bill Belichick did give a – ringing endorsement of Matt Rule to Ted Carter. They had connections from the Naval Academy, Belichick and Carter did, when when Rule was up for the Nebraska job. That is not to bring into the conversation anything from Tom Chattel's interview with Matt Rule last week, and he brought to light the little nugget that Matt Rule has a bottle of champagne in his office on display that was sent to him by Bill Belichick after he got the Nebraska job. So I think the the evidence is there that they do have a a, a strong relationship. Yeah, you're going to have to show your work. Coming. You're going to need a you're yeah. going to need a picture of this. When they when they are not, together not at the enough, right? at the coach's clinic, you take a picture and then just tweet it directly at that guy. Yeah, I'm I'm going to leave him alone okay. from this point on, but but it was it was comical and and what a score what a score I noticed that Oklahoma State announced their spring clinic speaker right after Nebraska did like within a couple of hours and the Cowboys are getting Houston nut to come speak so, <laughs> okay <laughs> pretty much the same thing right I mean <laughs> that's pretty funny just with the timing I didn't even see that yesterday that's that's pretty good stuff hey um you mentioned Mitch Chattel's uh, Various uh, columns and interviews that he had. Um, well, there was just from the one interview with with Matt Rule in his office. Um, th- there was a lot of talk yesterday about the schedule, the future schedules, and how what his approach to that is. I I'll tell you what. I certainly understand not wanting to really challenge yourself all that much in the non conference from the perspective of like, hey, we're 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 trying to win football games and we're trying to look as good as we can to get to the college football playoff or whatever that's about. Um, I like, I get it, but at the same time, what do you, what do you sort of take apart from, from his response and, and the, the theory on scheduling going forward and keep in mind the, the world that we live in now, which is, is kind of ha- going to have to adapt around the 12 team playoff. I think we're probably on the same page. When you say you understand it, is there a but? I'm not sure that I love the idea. That's kind of where I where I come out on it. I, I I wish that wasn't the reality of college football, and I hoped when the 12 team playoff became a thing, which is which is now, which is 2024, the 2024 season, I hoped that it would allow for non conference games between power conference opponents to actually be something that we saw more of because you can get into the playoff with more blemishes on your record. You don't have to be 12 and one to be a playoff team in a 12 team playoff. But if you're Nebraska and you've been going five and seven for most of the last decade, you're a long ways from getting to playoff contention, even in a 12 team playoff era, obviously you're going to have to be sitting with, with two losses 
there might be a, a rare case where a team with three losses from the Big Ten or the SEC gets in, but the conference schedule is going to be so difficult over nine games that you, you want to give yourself the best shot, and I understand it for Nebraska. I don't, I don't like it. I, you know, I think there's a lot going on here, right? and some of it has to do with the Big Ten and the SEC finding a way to get on the same page with the way that they schedule. SEC is going to have to come to where the Big Ten's at and meet the Big Ten at a nine-game schedule at some point in the near future, I, I think. And, and then the SEC and the Big Ten are also just continuing to separate themselves from the rest of college football. And part of the way they can do that is just by not playing teams from the ACC and the Big 12. So if Nebraska or Michigan or Alabama or LSU or whatever, Vanderbilt, refuses to play um, Oklahoma State, I don't know why I'm picking on them today, or you know, Wake, Wake Forest, Miami, Clemson, whatever, that's 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 a that's a difficult situation for those teams in the second tier conferences. Yeah, you're going to get your conference champion into the playoff and and, and maybe another at large team, but uh, it's hard to show that you belong with the big boys if they won't play you. If if we if we go into this world where the Big Ten and the SEC are operating under the same parameters schedule wise, and they're all playing nine conference games, and maybe I mean with this quote unquote alliance now, and um, you know they they're they're trying to at least maybe get on the same page in some things. I wonder if there's like, I wonder what when they, when they put their brains together as giant conferences, what the thought is generally on how you approach the non-con. And if there is an opportunity there to maybe go against each other, like, you know, maybe a, a big 10 sec challenge week or something like that. I, I mean, if, if everything's geared toward TV, you got to think that TV, yeah. you know, Fox and ESPN would really love that idea of having that. But it seems like the antithesis of how coaches are sort of approaching it right now. Yeah, and Matt Rule's scheduling philosophy isn't going to matter there. You know, he's not going to be the one making the decision That's true. alongside the TV networks about whether there's a weekend in September or a weekend in November or October where the Big Ten and the SEC play these cross, you know, the, like like we see in basketball with the with the uh, the conference challenges, um, you might have that for one week in football. I think the closer that college football gets to the NFL model, and really that's what the SEC and, and Big Ten partnership is about. It, they, they they may not say that, may not get spelled out like that. It may not even be the. Well, it's, I think it's kind of the intention. Um, regardless, it's the reality. The closer the, this, this model in college football gets to resembling, mirroring the NFL, the more the schedule is going to have to be similar. And you can't have teams in one conference playing a different format than teams in another conference. And that includes the way that they approach the non-conference. So they're, they're going to have to get on the same page. And that may take a few years because schedules are, are booked out in advance and it takes, it takes time for the leaders of these conferences. It will take time. For, for them to get everything on the same page. But ultimately, I think that's where we're headed, where any team from the Big Ten or the SEC that's, that's sitting at, the, at the, the main table in college football, all of those teams are going to have schedules that are formatted in, in some way to, to, be, to look the same, whether it's yeah. the number of conference games you play or the way that you go after the non-conference. Yeah, whether it's, I mean, you know, might there come a time where there's you have to play – an FCS team and then a group of five team and then a power of five team or, or something like and that's, that's exactly yeah. how your non-con has to go. Yeah. 
it's it's possible that we ultimately get to that point. I you know I I, I was wondering about the um the the scheduling piece of this thing too and and how it just how it might look going forward with Nebraska and their future schedules. I mean, there was some hint to that in, in Chattel's column with, Hey, Nebraska has these future games that are all the way lined up, um, you know, for the next decade. I, is it, is it fair to say those are very much in flux at this point outside of the next couple of years? Yeah, I think you have to be concerned about that. Um, I, it's it's a real it'll be a really interesting story to follow moving forward. I don't know that I'm ready to say hey if there's a game on the schedule for 2029 or 2030 that you can just cross it off because that's going to be that's going to go against what Matt Rule wants to do. That's a, that's a long ways down the road and sure. You know, he's got some winning to do um before he gets to the place where he's, you know, concerned about those schedules down the road. So uh, and, and again, I think a lot of this is going to be dictated by philosophies and standards that go above what Nebraska decides. I think the decisions ultimately are going to be made on the conference or, or, or multi-conference level. Mitch Sherman of The Athletic. Hey, Mitch, uh, you've been around basketball a little bit now. Talk to talk to Rink Mass. They have a big one on the road tonight. Um, I And I, I think we sort of touched base with you on this one last week. But with what four games left in the in the regular season, or five games left in the in the regular season now, they're trying to take care of business here. I mean, right now, I, I think if you look on the on the gambling websites, they're you know more likely than not to make the NCAA tournament. But what do you think about their chances to sort of take care of business in their in their remaining five regular season games? Well, yeah, the thing is, is it's such a slippery slope because any of these five games, if they you know, if they lose tonight, then their their tournament likelihood is going to go down. Yes, and you know, you might they might go from being on the bubble to off the bubble. Well, they'll still be on the bubble, but they might be go go from the inside to the outside with just one loss that looks a lot like the other seven losses that they've had in league play. I mean, you, you can't go into this game because Nebraska's on the road with the expectation. I mean, if you can, if you're on the team, but I don't know that you can objectively from the outside going with the expectation that Nebraska is going to win. You know, if you're a Nebraska fan, you have to hope that they're going to, they're going to find a way to, to change all that's happened over the last couple of months when they leave Pinnacle Bank arena. Um, and if they, if they don't get it done tonight, well, then that's a, that's a knock against them on, on their resume because it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's a loss against the team despite Indiana's, brand name it's a team that's outside of the top 100 in the in the net uh so yeah if 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 things keep chipping away against them because of who's left on the schedule and there's not like a marquee win out there for nebraska to get between now and the big 10 tournament right um they could very quickly uh just by just by the status quo holding go from being one of the last four in to one of the first four out pretty pretty easily so they, they've got to find a way to get over that hump and and you know, as Rink Mass said when I talked to him this week and wrote the story that's on the Athletic today, it's a it's a mental game for them. You know, he he is not afraid to say it that the stuff that's going on with them on the road is in their heads, and they just they've just got to find a way to dig down and 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 get over that. Definitely, Mitch Sherman of the Athletic. Mitch, always appreciate the time. We'll let you go, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay, thanks a lot. Mitch Sherman, you can check out the basketball story there on The Athletic and the tweets as well at uh, at Mitch Sherman, I think. Mitch Sherman, that is correct. Okay, perfect. 
and he'll vigorously defend them. Yep. I, lo- I love that. The one guy who's like, why do you have, what's going on? Why do you have a problem with this? It's just, I was saying a blanket statement that everybody knew about at this point, but whatever. Yes, never. There's always one person who's arguing with, you, you can never find a unanimous opinion. I'm going to bet that person consumes a lot of media that they don't believe. It's possible. It's possible, but I, once again, I don't want to throw a blanket over that either. I'm comfortable doing that. Uh, don't forget the tweet bag is coming up here in about 15 minutes. So get your questions in at Happer Show at Connor Happer on the JTech Construction Zone Twitter feed. We'll open that up coming up. Josh has the odd news next, but I have a reminder for you first. This week's zone deal is to Lula B's Breakfast, Brunch, and Bar. Downtown Omaha, they have everything from French toast and omelets, shrimp, tacos, and burgers, and a full bar with unique cocktails and a nice cup of joe if you want that as well. Lula B's festively decorated party uh, for family events, party room for family events, celebrations, or just brunch with all of your friends. Here's the zone deal. Two $25 vouchers, which is a $50 value, if you could do math, for just $25. That's half off. Get the details online, 1620thezone.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.